Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Well, welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you create great sound at church. I'm your host, Dylan Young, and today I'm joined with Karen from Bayville, New Jersey. She is the worship leader at Living Water Community Church, and this is my first time meeting Karen, and I'm excited to learn a little more about her alongside all of you listening. So Karen, share with us a little bit about yourself and your family, and tell us one thing that you love about leading worship. Oh, oh boy. Well, I'm 61 years old. Uh, I've been playing the piano and singing since I was very young. Um, was always involved in the chorus and choir and growing up. And uh, my husband, Bruce, actually was on many worship teams when he was growing up, playing the drums, and also in the marching band when he was in school, <laughs> playing the drums. Um, but he, uh, he really, um, he's the one that kind of reined me in a little bit into the worship, uh, you know, uh, praise band. Um, before that, I wasn't doing so much of the contemporary Christian music. I was doing uh, more rock and roll, actually. I was in my brother's band from a very young age. And uh, we, my, both of my brothers uh, play the guitar and sing. And my sister sings. We're a musical family. And, uh, later on in life, when, after Bruce and I got married, that's when we really started to, uh, home in on trying to find a church where we could participate a little bit more, um, in the, the, uh, praise band. And our search started in Florida, uh, many years ago, and we were not able to find a contemporary Christian church in the area that we were living in that was close enough that or and actually um there were large churches down there calvary chapel um mega churches really and um when you when you get involved in churches like that it, the the intimacy sort of uh loses itself a little bit and we wanted to stay with a, a smaller church if possible so when we bought our home in bayville um four years ago we started attending living water community church and got involved with the church there and here we are, um, you know, three years later, four years later, and now I'm the worship director. He's the drummer, and uh, I sing and I play the piano. I try not to play the piano as much. I, I would prefer to be in front um, and concentrate on engaging the congregation. But I do, especially now with COVID, a lot of things have changed. So I've had to step in quite a bit with that and, and play the piano. Uh, more often, and I'll be doing that Sunday as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really that's that's coming right up to uh, the present day, and that that's what's going on with us now. How are you? How are you doing? We're doing good. Um, so we've been pretty much back to normal with uh, COVID stuff, I guess you could say. Mm. Like our, our services are pretty much back to normal. Like COVID's not really a thing. But where are you um, located? I think in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. okay. So they opened everything up back in like June. So we were mm -hmm. able to hold services again quite a while ago. And uh, 
I mean, we I don't remember how long we did the online services for, but pretty much like the first Sunday that they said we could open up the doors, we did. And we've been doing that ever since. We've done that too. We did that too. We were doing the videos for at least two months, I think. Um, and, and doing the, you know, the live streaming, uh, not with anybody in the church really, but now I think they opened up the churches in New Jersey in first week of July. So we've been doing in church services, but it's still limited to only mm. 25% of capacity, you know, of okay. the, the building. So, um, every other row is vacant in, in the church, um, the worship team is on stage and even that we have to make sure that we're all, you know, a little further apart than we normally stand together when we're on stage because there are different rules in every state. Um, so yeah, it's a little more loose here. So we don't really have like, we're a small church anyway, so we don't have a capacity limit or anything like that, but it's interesting. That's we nice. actually, <laughs> Yeah. We saw growth when we started back with normal services, like a pretty, big amount of growth. That's really wonderful. I know. And so it's been pretty steady ever since. It's uh, been pretty incredible. That's good though. That's really yeah, good. That's good. And and yeah. And what I've noticed too, is that we have, um, even though we may have lost some of our congregation for, for different reasons, you know, people not wanting to leave, not obviously because of COVID and whatnot, but also there, I think there were many people that were traveling a little further to get to the church and now it just seems like it's it's too much for them, um, especially with what's going on. And but we did gain new people. It's like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We gained other people that where they were um, attending a different uh, church. Those churches may not have opened, so now they were looking for another place to go. And since mm-hmm. we were open, they're starting to come in too. And a lot of displaced musicians as well out there. You know, with with. Uh, we're finding out because we're we're searching for people now. We're searching for more musicians, and we're finding a lot of uh, people out there that um, you know they're displaced because they were playing in worship bands, but their churches haven't opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to play, but they have no place to go. <laughs> so we're hoping <laughs> we're hoping we're actually hoping to audition a few people in the next three weeks. Um, awesome. Maybe ma- maybe get them on and get them coming to our church which would be wonderful, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a blessing. Just uh, musicians coming from all over. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. It really is. (laughs) Okay, so before we started, before I hit record, we were talking a little bit about like what your worship team looks like, like the kind of instruments you have, what a set list looks like. Will you go ahead and talk about that again? Oh, sure. Um, Well, my husband and I have been trying to build up uh, the the equipment there at the church because they had limited equipment. And we actually, um, over the past 10, 15 years or so, have accumulated quite a bit of equipment. And we have music room studios in both of our homes, one in Florida and here in, in New Jersey as well. And so it, between donating equipment and actually acquiring equipment, um, We've managed to really, really beef up what we've got there on the stage now. And um, hopefully we'll be able to have everything functioning within the next month. We're still working on some stuff because, I mean, as you know, when you add things, you also have to be re uh, doing wiring, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and and the church itself started out um, a certain size and then acquired another part of the strip mall 
that was right next to them. So they actually doubled their size, their interior size, and were able to build a new stage much bigger um, than the one that was on the other side. So that has helped a bit. But now we're down to, like I said, we're down to myself, um, two other female singers, another piano player. She, one of the women that sings with us, she's, she's a piano player as well. We have one bass player and a drummer and we don't have a guitarist right now. So we're working as a piano, bass, drum <laughs> and singers. We don't have any male singers either. We lost the male singers. Oh man, and, I'm the only one at my church, so. <laughs> yeah, we you know and and it was it was a big thing though um having the the two uh, men that were working with us. They were both great singers and and great worship leaders um and guitar players. So that was a that was a a big loss there. Um and trying to make up for it. That's where some of the stories came from that I was telling Kate about um when we came back uh when we first came back the first week we were down all of these people and we had two volunteers coming in to uh, play with us. And I was so anxious to get back up on the uh, podium and, and to be praise worshiping with everybody else. And I said, I'm going to make this list of songs. I made a list of songs and my husband took one look at it and said, I don't know if they're skilled enough for that. You know, and Tom could do it, but I don't know, if, you know, so-and-so can do that or not. And I was like, no, no, they can handle it. They can handle it. And I was so excited about, oh yeah, this is going to be great. The practice went okay. It didn't go great. And I could tell that they were a little uncomfortable. And my husband kept looking at me from the drummer's booth and I was like, no, no, they'll be okay. And they were like, no, we can do it. We can do it. Well, it was a complete disaster on Sunday because they really couldn't handle that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it really wasn't their skill level. So it was a real disaster. I mean, and it, it, the funny thing is that the congregation, they don't notice it as much, you know, they're there to worship. So they're really having a great time, but we, we all know what's going wrong. And, uh, yeah, there was no saving it, no saving it. And I really learned a big lesson, huge lesson there. Um, I was just so, was so excited to get back and, and not really thinking it through. And I should have listened to my husband about it. Um, cause it, it, we probably could have avoided it just by changing a few songs, just by changing a couple of songs in the lineup. It, it would have been much, much better, bigger success, you know, yeah. but. You know, so that was a big fail. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good laugh about it afterwards, you know, but oh gosh, I'll never do that again. No, no, no. <laughs> so no. You haven't made that mistake again? No. And you know, the thing is too, sometimes um, when things come easy to me, or I've been, I've been singing the song or playing a song for so very long, um, I yeah, sometimes I forget that there are others that may not be up for that. Um, mm -hmm. Not just yet. Anyway, it might take them a little bit longer. I mean, there are plenty of people that are and beyond, but you know, the people that came in to help us out, they, they were not like the uh, people that were there before them and uh, did not have as much experience. And uh, yeah, and it, it was, it was wrong for me to just, you know, I kept saying, God's going to pull us through. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. No, no, it was not. 
It was not. <laughs> but it's kind of like, have you ever um, had a song that you've like listened to like on your own time, like in the car and you're really pumped about it and then you want to introduce it to the church and the worship team isn't as pumped about it as you are because they oh, haven't yeah. been listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or they come in, especially um, the younger ones will come in with songs. I really want to do this song. And, I, you know, they're great on the radio, but you know that they're not going to work out, you know, at the mm-hmm. service. Um, and we have a real mix of different age groups there. So we do try to in- introduce, you know, some of the more modern um, songs that come out um, and and still throw in some of the older ones. Um, but it, it there is a big difference between songs that you listen to on the radio that you may be able to sing to and ones that go over well with the congregation that they can actually participate in, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, and I've had a few songs that I've wanted to do and have been you know, practiced, even practiced them myself and said, oh, this will be great. And then when I get there for the practice, they're not going over well with anybody else. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a sad time, but <laughs> you have to get over it. You have to get over it. That makes me it's think I have sometimes. a lot. Yeah. I have a, a lot of moments where like team members will recommend songs, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like good songs, but like you said, they're not thinking about the things like, is it going to be singable for a congregation? Right. Or is it really similar to other songs that we sing? So we don't really need another of that kind of song to add to the list, you know? Right. Right. And so they're not thinking about all those things like you are. And it's really hard to, to let them down and saying like, you know, I don't think this is going to be a good fit because it seems like I have to do that a lot and I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's tough though. Plus, you know, you have the worship, uh, the um, preaching schedule, I, I know we do, and mm-hmm. the pastors will give me the, the uh, sermons, you know, uh, subject matter ahead of time, and that's what I base my song lists on. Sometimes you can find, you know, three or four songs um, that'll go perfectly, but other times maybe one or two, and then the others you're just filling in with like songs that you would do any week, you know, as long as they have to do with praising and, and Christ. But it's true. You want to do the songs and you want everybody to be happy, but that can't happen all of the time. It just can't. And I, I, there are songs that, like you said, there's songs you want to do and I want to do that, that aren't, you know, that aren't going to go on the list. Um, I have a lot of lists. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I have too many lists, too many. And then you want to stay current as well. You don't want to get stuck in in uh the song you know lists that were popular from three years ago even though they may still be great songs if you keep doing them over and over again and you're not introducing at least one or two songs every month or so you know it kind of gets repetitive too and i noticed that there are some songs with the congregation where they respond really well to every time you play them it it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter it wouldn't matter if you played them every week they just respond very well to them. And they're eager to sing and to praise when they start playing. And then there are other songs that they like, okay, but you know, you don't see them like doing as much and, and participating as much. Um, and sometimes it can be really hard to put a song like to bed for a little while, (laughs) 
just so you're not, you know, yeah. And, you know, like, well, we really love that song, but we can't do it, you know, again for another two months or so maybe because it kind of drags on a bit or whatever. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you go through that, you know. I think we sure. all do. All do. It's a, yeah, it's sure. not an easy – it really isn't an easy job. Um, and it's not easy – uh, pleasing everybody all the time, you know, it's, it's cause you can't, you just can't. Um, and I really get a lot out of you, you and Cade, your, when you send out your emails about stuff, I sit there sometimes I'm cracking up because so true. And, and it, you know, when you're isolated um, and you're not interacting with other worship leaders, you think that it's only happening to you, but it's not, it's happening to everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it makes you feel a little bit better knowing that it's not just you, you know, um, having those challenges every week. Anyway, I'm going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff. Um, but with your story about the, you know, being shorthanded and bringing on those two people, you know, I think that any worship leader of a small church would understand that position being shorthanded. And I've been there for sure. Um, for me, it was a long journey of figuring out how to um, how to make backing tracks work in a season where I was oh. like really shorthanded, and it was it was a struggle trying to figure out how to make them work and fit our worship structure. And it took a while, but I finally got to a point with a lot of trial and error that we got it to work, and and then we started building the team back up. And so backing tracks proved to be a really good help to us. Oh, God I bless mean, you. We've I don't think we've ever tried backing tracks. No. No. It's a hassle at first, but it ends up being worth it if you can figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah. I know that um, Yeah, I, I think before um, the church even had a, a worship team, they were using whatever uh, software there was that had just playing the music, you know, with the words, uh, the, the lyrics. And I, I don't even know um, what that software is, but I believe that's what they were using before the worship team um, was there. And uh, it's never been brought up about back backing tracks. You know, I've heard other people speak about it though, mm -hmm. especially during COVID uh, going on some of those uh, websites, there were many, many people talking about using them. And kudos to you for, you know, pushing through and getting it done. I don't know if we'd be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My husband would probably be able to do it. He would take the time out because he'd be more interested in learning it. He likes to fiddle around with recording and all the different sounds, you know, he likes having those little machines next to his drums and all that mm. stuff, but I'm further away from that. Um, so he would have to be the one to investigate it, but I think I would actually have to make a note about that because it, I would think that it probably is very helpful when you, when you lose for whatever reason. And we've come up with those circumstances where people are, they, they're either sick or an emergency comes up and then you're left there, which was going to be my next conversation um, that I was telling you about, I think in one of my emails. So we had the epic fail, but we also had a really big surprise success with something. It was totally unexpected. We lost a guitar player that had come in to play with us. He was there for the first service and then he got sick and he left. And it was myself, 
my husband, Bruce, the drummer and the bass player. And sometimes for me, um, I have arthritis in my fingers and it's hard for me to get through two services playing the piano for every song. And we tend to do four to five songs at every service. So by the second service, after doing the morning practice and the first service, I really was not in, in great shape to go through another five songs playing each song since we lost the guitar player. And he was also singing a song that day. Um, so he left. We came back for the 10 o'clock service and it was, I was singing. I played two songs with the piano and the other songs were just the bass and myself and the drummer. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was a whole other sound with just the bass and my vocals, you know, and my husband did the bongo for one of them. It was no longer slaves. And the other one, he was just doing really light um, tapping on the drums for tremble. We did. And they really turned out awesome. Everybody loved it. I thought it was going to be a disaster and it turned out to be a real success, you know. I would have loved to have heard that. Oh, it was, it really, it it was unexpectedly, um, it turned out really well. The whole sound of the bass without any other, you know, with no piano, no guitar. And our bass player did an awesome job. I have to say he really did. Um, Did an awesome job. He was carrying it. And he did a great job. And, and we were all really surprised afterwards. The pastors came up to us and they were like, that was so awesome. <laughs> and we were like, really? <laughs> <laughs> we were so surprised, so surprised. But when you get used to having that backup, the rhythm backup, and uh, everything sounding a certain way, it's a big shock when that portion is taken away. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I guess it comes down to, you know, experimenting a little bit more too. And like what you're saying with the backing tracks, if, if you're forced to into a situation like that, something like backing tracks could be like, I mean, that's perfect, right? Cause now, and now you know it, so you can bring it in there. And now we know that if something like that happened again, we can get through it and we don't have to have the guitar. We can do it with just the bass. Something I wouldn't think was possible, but it yeah. is. <laughs> you kind of answered my next question because I was going to ask, like, what did you learn practically from your failures, like to implement in rehearsals or whatever to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Did you have any, like, a more practical uh, help? Well, give me a, a, a circumstance, like what you're talking about. You, you're talking about... Oh, like the first one I was talking about, mm-hmm. the epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the like, song. What did you list? learn practically from that? Oh, I, well, I definitely learned a lot from that. I, that was a big lesson to learn. And um, going forward after that, I carefully go through the song list. And I still ask my husband because he he is a skilled drummer and a drummers really connect with the bass players a lot, um, but they also pay have to pay very close attention to what the rhythm section is doing and the guitarist. And he's got a good ear for it, so I trust him. And especially since he was he was totally right the first time when I didn't listen to him, 
And if I think I have a question about something and I make my song list, I will, I'll run it by him and say, you know, do you think that they're up for this? Do you think, and, you know, he'll tell me right out. He'll say yes or no, you know, it might be too, too hard for them, you know, run through it yourself. And um, sometimes it helps to have, I'm really blessed to have him with me. Um, the pastors are very, very uh, busy most of the time. And, Neither one of them really are, um, I shouldn't say uh, that they don't have a lot of knowledge of music, but they're not musicians. Um, so asking them or getting their opinion about it probably would not help me at all. Um, I try to be a little bit more sensitive to that and also sensitive to, you know, each person and how we all work together. Because different people work differently together as well. Um, and, and that's something that can be a hard lesson. When you bring people in um, that may not work as well together and you're trying very hard to make it jive, but it just doesn't <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, for, mm -hmm. for it could be personality, it could be skill level. Um, but th those things happen too. And you, you've got to be aware of it. You, you, you can't ignore it. Right. You can't, mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge it and you have to, you know, try and do your best to work around it or work through it and do what's right for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I would say what I see from your story is that if you don't have anybody on the team, that's like a trusted right hand or a co-leader or whatever you want to call them, like you probably need to get one of those on your team. You know, like for me, that's Cade's wife, my sister-in-law, Beth because she was kind of his co-worship leader when he was the worship mm -hmm, leader. Mm -hmm. And now that I've taken over that role, she's kind of maintained that position as co-worship leader. And that's been such a help to me because I'll run things by her or she'll, she'll see things that I don't see. And yes. It, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually, so I, think it's important I, I do to have, have somebody like that. And she just came back. She was the worship leader two years ago and it, she's actually the pastor's um, daughter. And she was the music director um, and she was off getting her doctorate, you know, so she had left for uh, two years, it was. And during that time, they went through one other person and then it was me. And she recently returned um, just a few months ago. And she has been a huge help to me, actually, um, huge help. So between her and, and my husband, it's great really to have that. And I agree with mm -hmm. you completely. It's great to have that feedback. And she see, plus she also knows people a longer period of time than I do. Uh, a lot of the people that are, are at the church um, have been there from the beginning. My husband and I came a little later, um, but she knows a lot of the history and she, she's got a lot of good, good um, input. And I, I cherish that. I absolutely cherish that. Yeah. Yeah. She was just helping you... me <laughs> just a little <laughs> while ago. It's true. And last night too, at the rehearsal, we were there very late. We had a very last minute thing. We had to make some changes to the song list because we found out that uh, one of the district leaders would be making a visit on Sunday and they hadn't known about it until yesterday. So we had to make some last minute changes and she was really helpful with it. So that worked out well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you do get those last minute things sometimes, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, and that's another thing I've learned. I always have backup songs because sometimes songs just don't work. You think they're going to work and you get there and you do the rehearsal and then it doesn't matter how many times you try it. It's like, it's, it's gotta be thrown out. It's gotta be thrown out. And I usually have two or three backups with me um, at every rehearsal, just in case something doesn't work. And they're usually songs that everybody knows that we can just pull out and do um, and that people like. Um, I try to have that on board and that's been helpful. That was a learning lesson though, too. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. You know, I would encourage like any worship leaders listening to this, that like you have those two people that you trust and that can advise you. Maybe you don't have somebody on your team that can help in that way, but I'm sure that there's another worship leader in your town or in your surrounding area that would be willing to connect with you and share the, what they've learned. And, you know, it's just important to make a connection like that. I think even if it's not on your team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This whole thing has been very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. I, if, if I had not, I don't even remember how I found out about you all. Um, it was a while ago. I hooked into it maybe on YouTube or something. I'm not sure. It was, but it was definitely by accident it happened. And uh, I don't remember exactly where, where I saw or, or heard about it. Um, but it's been very helpful for me. And because there are times, uh, for me anyway, there are times when I, I feel isolated. Um, and uh, when you've got other people going through the same things you're going through, it, it helps a lot to hear their experiences and how they've handled them successfully or the failures like you're talking about. I mean, that, cause that helps you too, to know what you shouldn't do. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> It'll help you from making those big mistakes, you know? Oh boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. It is. It is very helpful. Do you have any um, final encouragement that you'd want to share with any worship leaders that might've been in the same boat as you were in? Be steadfast. Uh, Always remember that God's with you and it's God's plan. When you start veering off onto your own and thinking that you've got it all covered and that you can really handle everything yourself and you know, you don't need to sit there and pray about it. You're wrong. Um, situations change people people change and and you know but god doesn't god is constant and god is always there for you it, there were times in the past 8 months when i really i i felt like i would not be able to handle the position um because it can it can be a lot at times and uh, you have you have to be the center. You know, you're the one that has to put everything together for everyone and be there uh, um, to minister, um, to encourage, to, to, to teach. Um, but it's also important for you to understand that you don't know everything. Only God knows everything, and that there are people out there that can help you, and you should seek it. You should seek it. Um, don't sit there and try to figure it all out by yourself. Seek, seek, you know, God's help. And sometimes God sends people to you to help you. Take that help. You know, don't think you can handle it all on your own. <laughs>
you shouldn't. <laughs> He's <laughs> no, there. He's there shouldn't. for you. He really is. He's there for he you. He's there. Let him, let him, you know, let him in. He's there. He's there. I feel, I feel very strongly about that. Yeah. yeah I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Before we close, um, I'd like to just you know say a prayer for those worship leaders that are listening. If you would like to do that with me, absolutely. absolutely. So I'll start us out, and then I'll let you follow, and then we can close it out. Okay. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for uh, just all those worship leaders that are listening to this podcast right now. Man, it's such a blessing to to lead worship for your kingdom, Lord. We don't take it for granted. And we just want to pursue excellence. We want to um, just lead worship by by your power and by your abilities and not our own. And, you know, I I can feel with this topic quite a bit because I've been in a position where I've been really shorthanded and it's, it's pretty stressful and mm-hmm. it seems like there's no way out. But I just, <laughs> I ask that if there are any worship leaders listening that are in that position where they've got a bare bones worship team, or maybe they're missing one team member and they just don't know how they're going to figure it out that you would just give them peace and you would just reaffirm them that you've got it under control. God, mm-hmm. that you're going to bring the right people at the right time and uh, just, just help them to trust you for that. Yeah. I just, I call those people in that the people that need to be there to play an instrument, to sing, whatever it is that um, you just speak to their hearts and call them in. Yes. Just thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And 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 always remember that uh, you you aren't alone. You aren't alone. And like like Dylan's saying, um, God is there with you, and it, it it's so important to know that God is there with you and and knows you and and formed you and and everything that you're you're putting out in in your church and in your praise and your worship is is for Him. And, and comes from him. All your talents and your gifts come from him. And uh, you, you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. And, and look to other people that have, have so much to give and, um, and want to give it and want to help and let them, let them help um, in any way that they can. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Absolutely. And, and, and Lord, just, just, Keep a watch over all of us, and and we know that you're there. Place your your hands on our shoulders and guide us. Help us to know that it it it's your way, and and it's not our way. It's your way, and uh, we're here to accept that, and that we love and praise you and worship you. And thanks for your mercy and your grace, and thank you for giving us the talents and the gifts that we have to offer so that we can we can reach other people and bring them to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as always, thanks for being with us. We need your help to get this podcast out to everyone who needs it. So please leave us a rating and a, a review on whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out. And if you have a story to share, let me know by emailing me at dylan at collaborateworship.com. Now go and implement what you learned in this podcast and we'll catch you next time.